Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with Justin Rosario. Justin, how are you today, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, a bit like our jobs report section we'll be talking about soon. Um, yeah, so look, uh, we've got a good show for you today. Trump and the GOP, severe money woes. Trump's multiple money woes, in fact. He, Trump's got problems everywhere. <laughs> Nikki Haley is saying the unspeakable. We have our Griff of the Week featuring Russell Brand, uh, a rapist and a white nationalist walk into a bar. That's my <laughs> headlines for there. Um, we have our Sunshine of the Week segment, and then we move into the emergency meeting where we discussed Matt Taibbi's bonkers article where he claimed Democrats are going to steal the 2024 election. Um, you can join us in the emergency meeting by getting yourself a Banter membership. A Banter membership gets you access to the emergency meeting. It gets you access to all of our members-only articles, and uh, you become a very, very good person um, as well. Anything else, Just what, what else do our Banter members get? Um, they get our slavish devotion for the rest of our lives, and um a back massage yeah exactly and a car um and a house so but anyway not a tesla not a tesla no no no. um i was just i was wondering this if you get a tesla does that make you a bad person if you buy a tesla there's just a quick question before we get going well it makes you a bad per. it makes you a bad consumer jesus they don't because work I mean, in the cold don't they because it, it's like can you separate the business from the the you know the tesla makes you know electric cars and they're they're, I thought they're supposed to be pretty good. The later ones are supposed to be good, no? Apparently, not so much. I mean, never. I look. The Cybertruck is just garbage. Never mind what it looks like. It is just trash as a vehicle. Okay. But I mean, the the Teslas are just having so many problems. Just the fact that they had this whole thing about how they don't work in the cold. Now, a chunk of that was propaganda because they were just like, "Oh, electric vehicles are working in the cold." It was like, "No, no, no, no. Teslas don't work in the cold. Not." electric vehicles right and well, i was a little fair, annoyed about that in fairness i did have an electric car and it it wasn't very good in the winter okay i, I will have to say I do have wait to say. you had a full-blown electric car or a hybrid yeah yeah no full-blown electric car I got rid of it because um it, it was the but the range was terrible but how long ago was that recently uh, or a couple of years ago sold it a couple of years ago i mean it was it was a one of the kind of not first generation electric cars, but it was like a near to first generation electric car, um, and it was it was great. It was a it was a, a Nissan Leaf, right? It was fantastic to drive. It just you couldn't drive anywhere with it because like <laughs> after like you know twenty miles or whatever, you start getting light warning lights saying the battery's running out and that kind of thing. <laughs> so I got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I do miss my hybrid. I had a Prius, and I I loved that car but it was just too goddamn small once the kids got, yeah, yeah once they got bigger it was just like okay it's too small to fit three kids in the back seat we need a bigger car 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prius is a good cars. They don't break. They 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 uh, go forever. <sighs> oh well. Well, look, you do. <laughs> look. Let's uh, let's get on with the with the show. We have uh, uh, <laughs> Trump, Trump's money woes, right? Trump and the GOP's money woes. This is this is pretty bad. This is like okay. And, so and the GOP's money woes are because of Trump. So it really all goes back to Trump. Yeah, yeah. So, so he got the uh, the E. Jean Carroll case right, where E. Jean Carroll was awarded eighty three million dollars for defamation. It was defamation. He went from five million to eighty three million because he couldn't shut his fucking mouth. Oh good. my god, it's amazing. Um, but this is obviously he's gonna, he's going to try and weasel out of paying it, right? Which he always does. But my guess is he's going to end up paying most of this. I mean, he'll try to delay it, but you know. Good luck, you know. It's mm. he can only delay this stuff for so long. Maybe he'll die before uh, he has to pay it. But but it's a good. Vi- I mean, it was a great victory for uh, Carol because it's it, and it also it shows that Trump is you. You can't. He's not um, unassailable, right? Exactly. I mean, he. I mean, and, and it was mostly men on the. It, it, not mostly men, but it was more than half men. Well, I guess technically that's mostly men. So it wasn't like it was a jury of all women. Or they were out to get him. No, it was more. It was mostly men, and right. they just said, "Nope, this guy is a dick, and he just won't stop lying about her." So, okay, he won't shut up. It was five million. Well, now it's eighty-three million. Too bad. Deal with it. Yeah, I mean, if he's a billionaire then this shouldn't be a problem. But my guess is he's not a billionaire. No, because he wouldn't have been so upset about it. He would have been like, eh, whatever, it's 83 million. I don't really care. I'm worth multiple billions of dollars. $83 million is it's like nothing. five cents to me. Right, 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 right. But he, I mean, a lot of his net worth is tied up in his property, right? So potentially he is on paper a billionaire, but he's certainly not liquid. Um, and also... You know, a lot from what we know about um, this goes into the second bit about the the New York fraud case, right? That basically Trump's entire business has been about inflating his property value, lying about how much his uh, how much his businesses and his his um, properties are worth, uh, which is fraud. Yep, and he that's paid... why that's why he's going to be he's going to owe a lot of money in that one. <laughs> yeah. So how much might he owe in the New York uh, ruling? I've seen numbers as high as $370 million. And I mean, that's more than a third of a billion dollars. That's a huge, huge number. And that would essentially, I mean, his business has already been shut down, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that his, he's no longer allowed to do business in New York city Mm. um, because it, the whole thing is just a fraudulent en- uh, enter. I was going to say empire and en- en- um, enterprise. So, you know, what's he going to do? He's going to. I mean, he again. He'll uh, he'll appeal and blah blah blah, and he'll try to get it overturned. But I, I feel like the Supreme Court is not going to come and save him for this one, as much as he thinks they will. I I don't. I can't see them getting involved in a civil case. Um, so, needless to say, he's got s- serious, serious cash problems, uh, and that's why he's going out fundraising, right? Which is basically 
Um, he wants the GOP to pay his legal bills. That's the real um, that's the real uh, scam going on here, right? That Trump is up to his neck in legal bills, uh, but he's running for president as well. So he has. Uh, but look, what's happening to the GOP, right? Well, he's draining them like a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he really, really is draining them. He's sucked away so much of their money, like the RNC. I mean, they're just having a terrible fundraising year to begin with, right? I just saw something online. They've had their worst fundraising year since 1993. Um, wow. You know, so it's it's they've they've raised less than a hundred million dollars last year, which is, you know, gearing up for a presidential election is astonishingly bad, and the RNC. Right, the Republican National Committee—that's like that's like you know the main GOP body. They have less than eight million dollars on hand, which is mm. is nothing, right? That's that's diddly squat. Trump has blown just in the last several months over fifty million dollars in legal fees, and he just keeps draining money from the from the from the party. You know, he just keeps draining the money and draining the money, and they don't have anything left. He's he doesn't have anything left, right? He's supposed to be spending a ton of money on advertising and campaigning, and he doesn't have the money to do that because he's just blowing it all. He's not blowing it. He has to spend it on his um, on all of his different court cases and all of his lawyers. Otherwise, he's going to go to jail. And there's a good chance he's going to go to jail anyway. But he does—he he doesn't have any of the money now. Normally, a, a presidential camp campaign, right? I mean, he's a presumptive uh, front runner, right? Mm. They raise all this money, and then they help down ticket candidates, right? Because they want to make sure if I'm president, I've got a Senate and House so I can get my stuff done. <laughs> that is definitely not happening right trump right. didn't give trump kept as much money as possible back in um 2016 and 2020 because he doesn't like sharing because he's greedy and he's definitely doing that now because well he needs that money to pay his lawyers so he's screwing everybody up and down the ticket uh, uh for the republicans and I have no idea what they're going to do. They're going into this election cycle, like with their kneecaps shattered by Trump. So they made this system with Citizens United, where elections are fueled by money, and now they ain't got none. So Mm. that leaves them in a really bad position going into this election. Because whether yeah months. whether 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 candidates whether we like it or not money does make a big difference in the campaign in in you know campaigning right right it's like you you know it's a sad state that the democracy is basically it is essentially bought right I mean you have to pay for it <laughs> you have to pay to win win an election yeah well, those God, are the rules. God willing someday we overrule freaking Sins United and it'll stop being that way but for now. That's the system we have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's not to point fingers at any one candidate, but it is to say that the system is inherently corrupt and wrong. But in this the game that, that has to be played, Republicans are doing a terrible job. Yeah. Meanwhile, Biden and his um, various groups are just swimming in money, right? You, this, this is from um, 
uh, MSNBC. We've got, I'm sorry, uh, CNBC. We've got Biden for president, 46 million. Biden Victory Fund, uh, 37 million. The DNC has 21 million. Remember, the RNC only has 8 million. Biden Action Fund, 10 million. Democratic Grassroots Victory Fund, 1.9. And the Future Forward is a pro-Biden super PAC, 24 million. That's $140 million they've got. Meanwhile, Trump is just scraping for pennies at this point. Mm. You know, they they've they've already they've already locked in $200 million worth of spending between I think it was like September and November and the election, or is it like August and November? And that's that's just those two two and a half months they've locked in $200 million in spending. And you know Trump doesn't have anywhere near that kind of money to spend on this. Mm. So, I mean, they're getting crushed in spending. And that makes a huge difference right now. Or it will make a huge difference when we get to it. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... When does this really? When does this all take effect? When 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 is the GOP going to go into? When do you think like the GOP goes into kind of real crisis mode when it comes to money? Uh, I don't know. Like we we were discussing before the show. I think once once they really figure out that oh crap, we do not have the money for this, right? Because there's only so much money that billionaires are going to throw away on Trump, right? Mm. Once they once they really get like look at him go. Nah, this guy's not going to make it, right? right? He's just not going to make it. There's only so much money he's going to be able to pump out of his base. And the billionaires are just not going to throw away hundreds of millions of dollars on him, right? They don't mm. like him in the first place for most, a lot of them, right? They like, they like the idea of fascism because mm. that puts them in charge. But they don't think Trump's really the guy to get there because, you know, he's crazy and stupid and he's a loser because right. he keeps losing so there's a real good chance they're gonna be like yeah i'm not throwing my money away on this and like we were saying before the show i think sometime in like may or june mitch mcconnell is going to start hitting up the billionaires and be like give me the money to save the senate trump's gonna lose give us the money to save the senate and we'll deliver that and we'll stop biden from appointing any more judges and that's when you know the GOP in, knows it's screwed. Yep, but that's why. I mean, look, let's move, we'll, we'll move on to this to Nikki Haley. Um, Nikki Haley, who was saying she's now saying out loud now that Trump is in mental decline. We'll play the clip in a second. Um, <clears throat> but this is one of the reasons why I think Nikki Haley might be staying in the race too. Right, Nikki Haley might be staying in the race too because they the GOP has concerns about Trump's his ability to keep fighting this. Right, right. Because his, keep... his brain is just. Not, I mean, his his brain hasn't been working properly for a really long time. I mean, not for nothing. Back in like 2000, right? I've seen interviews of him back in like 2000, early 2000s. Mm. And while he wasn't a very nice person, he was coherent. Like mm. you, he had a conversation and you follow, it was a normal, regular conversation. Right. And even back in 2016, when I was watching him, I would watch those old interviews. And I'd be like, what the hell happened to this guy? Yeah, it's quite alarming. It's it quite alarming. really was. And then well, look, 2020 let, was even worse. So let, let, let's play. Let's play the clip. Right. Uh, let's play the clip of 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 Trump speaking and Nikki Haley's reaction to this. 
this this was on CBS Face the Nation um, on Sunday. Nikki Haley. So here we are. This is the Trump clip. They never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. It's unclear what he's talking about as being deleted, but you said yesterday hearing this made you question Donald Trump's mental fitness. Is that the first time you questioned his mental fitness? If you look recently, there have been multiple things. I mean, he claimed that Joe Biden was going to get us into World War II. I'm assuming he meant World War III. He said that he ran against President Obama. He never ran against President Obama. He says that I'm the one that kept security from, Jan from the Capitol on January 6th. I was nowhere near the Capitol on January 6th. But, Margaret, you don't be surprised if you have someone that's 80 in office. Their mental stability is going to continue to decline. That's just human nature. We know that. Okay, so that's Nikki Haley uh, saying that Trump is probably in mental decline. And I think that, you know, yeah, he confu Trump confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, nobody knows what he's talking about half yeah, the time. Anyway. And it's he's, not like their names are particularly similar. It's like, yeah, they both start with N. Right. That's it's not, yeah, kind it's of it. <laughs> not that similar exactly uh so i mean i think that nikki haley is staying in the race right i would have thought she would have dropped up dropped out by now but this is clearly a sign that like the gop thinks it's worth her staying in the race they're going to keep funding her the the money people are going to keep funding her because they need a backup right this is and it does play into the 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 argument that we've been making for for weeks now months now that trump is actually a terrible terrible candidate Oh, he absolutely is. He's got so many liabilities right now. So many liabilities. And the main ones are the fact that if he's convicted of in any of those cases, any of them, he loses a significant chunk of Republican voters. Right. And and that's it, right? That's that's game over. Right? There mm. there is no like as much as people are pretending that the whole thing with Israel is going to siphon off a huge amount of Biden voters, it's not going to be nearly as many as Trump is going to lose if he's convicted of a crime. Like hmm. he's already massively underwater with independent voters. If he gets convicted, if he is a convicted criminal, a convicted felon, he's going to lose a bunch of Republican voters. And there's no coming back from that for him. There's no way to make that up. He, mm. There's no place for him to find more votes. He's already at his ceiling. Anything right. he loses is just going to turn a bad election into a freaking landslide for Biden. So what are yeah. you going to do? <laughs> what are you gonna, right, exactly. Um, well, look, let's, uh, let, let, let's move on. Nikki Haley. Um, you know, probably the least inspiring candidate ever, but uh, that's what the GOP has to <laughs> has as backup. I think it's, uh, you know, um... well, the thing the thing that's important about her, and we were we were again we were talking about this about the show. She's the right messenger for this particular thing, right? Mm. If any of when when we say that Trump's brain is rotted with worms, it just gets you know, oh, you just hate Trump, blah blah blah, right? When the pre and the press won't say it. 
right. right? They spent seven months, eight months talking about Biden's age nonstop. They don't want to talk about Trump, though, right? Trump right. is right. clearly, clearly much worse off than Biden on his worst day. Trump is way, way, way more compromised than Biden at 81. But the press doesn't want to talk about that at all. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be, I think, this election is going to be a, a, a meme war about who can do the most effective memes of the other of the other candidate looking senile. Right, <laughs> that's unfortunately like what is what it's going to boil down to. Um, well, look, anyway, let's let's move on. We've got our uh, our grifter of the week, which is a, a, a white nationalist and a uh, rapist, uh, accused rapist. Apologies, walk into a bar. This is Tucker Carlson and Russell Brand. Um, they in- this is Russell Brand's first media appearance. I would say mainstream media appearance, not really mainstream media with with um, Tucker Carlson, where he he came out and essentially denied all the allegations against him. Shocking. Yeah. My son was born with a heart condition. And while this was happening, he was undergoing heart surgery. He he was 12 weeks old. And I suppose what that did, Tucker, is it revealed that that what we were experiencing was a public concoction. I am aware that I put myself in an extremely vulnerable position by being very, very promiscuous. That is not the kind of conduct that I endorse. And it's certainly not how I would live now. That I, I've been shown a good many things as a result of these events. The value of my family, the value of friendship, the value of being able to speak publicly. And I mentioned my son because throughout it, I saw, I was able to maintain what is really important in life. And as you have actually said, we all know how this ends. Attacks like this, a crisis like this, hurtful though it is to be accused of what I consider to be the most appalling crimes, to be accused of this is very, very painful and very hurtful. But I am being shown that there is a co- there are consequences for the rather foolish way that I lived in the past. Okay, so that's Russell Brand on Tucker Carlson basically saying um, he brings up the fact that his son uh, was in hospital having heart surgery. His infant son was having heart surgery when the allegations came out, right? So this is, for me, this is like classic. That's emotional, misnip- that's emotional manipulation. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's terrible. Like you don't want to hear um, a, a kid suffering, a baby suffering. That's it's a terrible story, and obviously, everybody hopes that his kid is okay, right? But what's this got? As they say in England, what's this got to do with the price of tea in China, right? Um, like absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. So he starts out by manip- he's tried to manipulate the conversation feel sorry for me because of a family tragedy uh and he calls the whole he calls it a concoction right all the allegations against him was a concoction <sighs> this is not this is like if you listen to russell brown he's very convincing right he's a he's a charismatic narcissist so when you hear him speaking uh it's very easy to get sucked in by that's why he has you know seven million youtube followers or whatever it is he has right uh, and he he has such a he's he was able to pivot from you know he was legitimately and credibly accused of sexual assault and rape 
Um, but he's been able to maintain his business. He's been able to kind of keep his channel going, I think, on Rumble. Um, oh, they'll never kick him off. No, 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 no. Of course, of course not, right? Because he's 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 charismatic and he can uh, he's well, they able don't, to... they, they don't have any uh they don't have any standards. There could be a video of him actually raping somebody and they would just yeah, they be like wouldn't care. They they would be like, Oh, look yeah. at that. He look at him showing the business to a woman. Yeah, and that'll I mean, just increase his traffic. Yeah, of course, of course. So look, th- this is from the independent, right? Um which I thought summed up some summed up uh, brands uh, ac- the accusations against him quite quite well so according to the investigation published in september brand allegedly entered a relationship with one of the women when he was 31 and she was age 16 on their first date she claims he asked her to confirm she was 16 and said i don't give a fuck if you're 12 i need to know where i stand legally she claims that he sexually assaulted her at his home just before their relationship ended another woman is said to have received treatment treatment at a rape crisis center after she claimed she was raped by brand the Times said she later texted him to say when a girl says no it means no after the alleged attack and that brand sent a text back in apology the third complainant is said to have claimed brand assaulted her in los, An- in los angeles with the star then threatening a legal action if she took her case further the times reported that brand was physically and emotionally abusive towards the fourth complaint complainant um, the allegations also include controlling abusive and predatory behavior, which he denies. Uh, so this is like, this is fairly, um, the, the evidence, I mean, they have his text messages for God's sake. Right. Essentially like, you know, confessing to rape, right? Yeah. If or someone sent the... me a text message, no means no. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I would not apologize. I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, and like oh, a complete creep as well. I mean, an, an absolute creep who going out of a sixteen-year-old when he was thirty-one. That's, I mean, that is that's okay. That's legal in England, uh, but well, still, make it any less creepy. Yes, it's super, super, super creepy. Um, so again, this is like Brand is is making it seem like as if there was a cons- there was this coordinated effort to shut him up because he was speaking the truth to power. Uh-huh. Right? Newsflash my friend no one gives a flying fuck what you have to say about anything um you repeat you know he's a sort of uh uh he's the victim here yeah right 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 and his whole persona is of a kind of chat the lad uh, i'm just talking the truth i just want to talk you know i'm not saying i'm not saying it's a conspiracy but i'm just putting it out there like yeah of course you are right this is exactly what brand does is he's the kind of the master at misdirection um you know, he he buys into uh, almost every conspiracy theory imaginable, from vaccines to January sixth. It's all sort of you know he's conspiracy theory adjacent. I would call Brand. He doesn't. He's not overtly like a sort of a a, a January sixth truther, but he he does the whole just asking questions routine, right? Because um, that's what sells. Yeah, and I don't know why he thinks it's a good look for him to go on Tucker Carlson, right? Tucker Carlson, who is essentially uh, an out-and-out white nationalist. Well, I mean, that's his audience, though, at this point. Yeah, th- this is I right, exactly, right? This is Russell Brand. Who does Russell Brand appeal to now? Exactly. He, right. doesn't ap- so- he doesn't appeal to progressives. He doesn't appeal to liberals. He doesn't appeal... He appeals to aggrieved white men and women who think they're the victims of everything. That's right, who right, he appeals right. to now. Yeah, so 
and and Tucker Carlson has, uh, you know, this is again, it kind of highlights the dangers of the alt media space, right? Where Tucker Carlson has his Twitter show, where it's like now you can um, you can kind of set up a quite comfortable alternative media echo chamber, right? By yourself, like the right has now done this on on uh, you know on Twitter and on YouTube, Ben Shapiro's mini empire, where they deal in kind of alternate reality. Don't, it's, don't listen to the real news. Listen to us. Yeah, listen to us, right? With no fact checkers. Uh, <laughs> guys like Tucker Carlson at the helm. As if Tucker Carlson is this great truth teller, right? The guy is like a sort of a... He's like Emperor Palpatine, right? He's um, a, a sort of a incredibly cynical manipulator who wants to see how far he can push and troll the left. That's his entire kind of reason for being. Um, is trolling trolling liberals um and now him and uh russell brand are like best mates now which is mm. extraordinary and tucker but carlson yeah. and cat turd oh yeah he had cat turd on his show as well right cat turd for is a twitter um personality like right -wing, yeah, yeah. Uh, an alt-right twitter personality so of course tucker carlson has him on his show but anyway there you go uh we don't you don't need to watch it it's um We've done the watching for you, or watched enough of it for you to let you know that it's uh, <laughs> it's a terrible act of uh, a terrible performance of emotional manipulation and disinformation. Um, oh, what oh, was Russell Brand? Yeah, yeah. All right, so look, we have our our sunshine of the week, which is the jobs reports. Oh, so would you like to do the honors, <laughs> Justin? You've been uh, very excited about this. Yes, this was a, a January was another amazing month. The only thing that annoyed me about this is how the press is covering it again. It was uh, the, the headline in, I think it was the Washington Post, was a surprising month. And it was just like, <sighs> okay, it's been three goddamn years of this already. <sighs> Why are we still surprised? It stops being surprising after like the 25th time that we have a really good month for jobs reports, maybe stop being surprised for this. Okay, so um, this is from The Guardian. Um, the U.S. jobs market defied fears of a downturn again, which I, I don't even know why they're still doing this because the only people who fear a downturn are is, is the press who keeps still wishing and hoping for one. Uh, where figures were released in, uh, on growth in January, with employers adding 353 new jobs over the month, the Labor Department um, announced. The jobs market has remained strong despite aggressive series of interest rate rises by the Federal Reserve, which I don't even know why they're talking about that. They haven't raised interest rates in months. So that was a long time ago. Um, blah, blah, blah. Aimed at cooling down the economy and bringing down the rate of inflation. Again, that was months ago months and months and months ago inflation's been down for months i don't even know why they're bringing this up in january the unemployment rate was 3.7 close to a 50-year low economists had been predicting the u.s would add less than 200,000 jobs over the month the labor department also revived its jobs gains for december uh up from an initial estimate of 216,000 to 333,000 so that's like a 50 percent raise that's huge um, so January's January's jobs report is phenomenal. Yeah, and that's this, amazing. Yeah, this is a big deal for a couple of quick reasons. Um, it's great for B Biden's re-election 
A large part of why Trump lost is because he screwed up the economic response to COVID. The economy went kaboom, and he took the blame. That's why Republicans mm. have been screaming about inflation nonstop for three years and swearing the economy is going to collapse any second now. It's also why Trump keeps lying about the price of gas being like, you know, $10 a gallon, even though it's not true anywhere in the country. Um, they can't afford for the country to have a really good economy, so they keep trying to lie about it. Mm. But the public's mood has been shifting. This is the second reason. And there's nothing the press can do to stop it or Republicans. Three years of nonstop effort has gone out the window. Consumers' confidence is up. People are generally pretty happy with the direction of the economy. And that's only going to increase the longer the boom continues. And this, this is reason number three, this has forced Trump and the GOP to pivot to the racism button, the panic button. Uh, the economy is so strong, they don't have anything else to run on. So now they've hit the panic button. And that's why they're only talking about, you know, caravans and the, the border and immigration and how they're being invaded. That's what that's all about. That's why they've started screaming about that because they literally, the economy is good. Yeah. Yeah. They have no, they can't even they can't even um, in, in uh, indict. They can't even um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. I can't remember the word all of a sudden. Um, impeach uh, Biden. They, they failed. They they had they're they're in the middle of scrapping that. That's why they're impeaching um, um, the head of uh, not human resources, Homeland Security, whose name I cannot pronounce properly. So I'm not going to try and screw it up. But they're trying to impeach him because they can't impeach Biden. They have to do something. So they're just focusing on immigration because they have to push that racism button. They have nothing left. And the fact that they're doing it, racism is always the closing argument for Republicans. They yeah. always wait until like the last month or two to do this. And they're doing it now, nine months before the election, which is a really bad sign for Republicans. Yeah. It's great for us, terrible for them. So, right. you know. But I mean, this is bloody good news. It's such good news, um, the, the jobs report, because we come out of such a terrible, me the inflation stuff has been, I mean, it was really tough um for everyone inflation's coming down jobs are going up this is right. great and we got out of the inflation without going into a steep recession which is what usually happens yeah yeah i mean it's the best it's it's like the best case scenario for the economy yeah and this is this is because of what biden and the democrats did this is because this is specifically because of the policies that they passed they they did the right thing. They pumped money into the economy and that brought down inflation without destroying jobs. They, they they were able to raise interest rates, but they pumped enough money into the economy that they didn't lose millions of jobs doing it. Right. And that is I, I keep saying to people in in 10 years, this is either going to be the first chapter of economic books or we're never going to hear about this again because they won't want any other president to ever do this again. Right. Because it worked. And they it don't worked. like that. They well, want Reaganomics. You know, they don't want Bidenomics. Well, this is this is classic Roosevelt economics, really. This is an FDR deal that Biden's done, essentially. Like he's the most he's by far the most progressive president in that, that I've seen in, yeah, in the and last most successful, years. which is what's driving people crazy. 
But no, let's kick him out and get a lunatic who uh, tanked the economy and uh, killed you know three hundred thousand people through ineptitude, got himself impeached, and then tried to overthrow the government because you know why not? And then got impeached again for doing and that. Got, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's mad. It's mad that this is even we're even entertaining this. Yeah, let's get but, that guy back. Anyway, let's. Uh, okay, that's that's our show for you today. We're going to be heading into the emergency meeting podcast where we're going to be talking about our good friend Matt Toby. Matt Toby actually, I wouldn't say he was a friend, but I have interviewed Matt Toby before and had uh, exchanges with him, friendly exchanges on uh, social media. Um. Always a source of massive disappointment for me, I have to say. Matt Toby was a real hero to me when I was growing up, when I was coming of age as a writer. Like, I always, I could not wait for Matt Toby's Rolling Stone um, articles to come out. I really couldn't. I I even had someone who worked for the banter was one of his co-workers. We had Mark Ames who used to write for the banter. He and Mark Ames um, edited the magazine um, in the, the exile in, in Russia. Um, so I knew Mark Ames pretty well. So I, I feel like connected to Matt Toby um, in, in a in a sort of a fanboy way where I was a real fanboy of, of Matt Toby and also kind of somewhat personally. And then now... Uh, what it's, would, just what would be... sour, it's just a sour taste because I used to read his articles too. Yeah. Right? But like before I knew who he was, I used to read his articles. I was like, oh, these are good. This is good stuff. Who is this guy? Fantastic. Yeah. It was good stuff. And now it's just like, what? Oh, let me scrape my tongue off. Ugh. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about having his penned a piece. He's penned a piece on um, saying the electoral fix is already in. Now, is, he says, sorry, is the electoral fix already in? We're going to be talking about the piece in this, right? It, because it's just madness, right? Um, and he basically accusing Democrats of uh, they're going to try and rig the 2024 election. So we are going to look at this piece, um, give you some choice excerpts and uh, discuss. Uh, I so have I hope you, thoughts. <laughs> you have thought I have I have I have several thoughts, um, <laughs> but we're going to head into the emergency meeting now. You can join us in there. You can get 50 percent off a band of membership. Um, again, uh, your membership supports everything we do, so it's really, really important. I know I say this every week, but it is our only source of income. Um, uh, we've had more uh, Banter founding members joining up as well, which has been enormously uh, kind and generous of some of you. Lot. So I, I would like to say a big thanks to our new Banter founding members. Um, but otherwise, you can get 50% off a membership, and it gets you access to everything that we do. And other, other than that, we will see you next week. Adiós.